Thanks for tuning in to Mountain View Fellowship's weekly podcast with lead pastor Don Headley. At MVF, our mandate is pointing people to Jesus by fostering relationships. We know Jesus cared for people and placed a lot of emphasis on relationships, so we do too. We believe that we're created for relationship with God and that He gave each one of us a desire to belong. If you'd like more information about MVF, connect with us at mvfcolorado.com. Now, stay tuned for this week's message. Welcome to the third week in a series entitled Base Camp. And uh, if you haven't been here, the idea behind this entire series is that we wanted to encourage you, challenge you to grow spiritually, not to be stuck in the same place. And this is what we talked about in the very first week. We feel like uh, many of church, the churches in America have just gotten to this place where, hey, uh, you receive Christ, you're saved, but then there's no follow-up. There's nothing that pushes you in your walk with Christ. And we don't see that in Scripture. Actually, just the opposite. God wants you to foster a relationship with him. He wants you to grow in him. And so this entire series, we've been pushing you to say, hey, we're going to climb. Like, this is why we're called a base camp. We're going to take off from here, and we're going to start climbing. We're going to become more like Christ every day and start working toward that. So I want to send you to the passage that we're going to start in. It's actually in Luke chapter 5. So if you need a Bible, raise your hand. We've got some guys coming up and down the aisles. If you raise your hand, they're going to hand you one. It's our gift to you. Just put your name in it. Head over to Luke chapter 5. And then here's another option for you. Uh, for those of you that have, uh, have the app, you're going to notice something different. If you don't have the app, maybe this is encouragement for you to go ahead and download the app. Uh, if you go to the MVF Colorado app, click on Bible, you're going to have all of the passages I'm covering today in order pull up in one, just on one page. So you can just kind of scroll along with us. So we just made it so easy for you. It's unbelievable. So just go and uh, open that and go, ah, it's just amazing. So uh, just be in awe of how awesome technology is, right? Uh, thanks to Mike, our, uh, our pastor, our growth pastor. He's the one that figured that out this last week and got us tuned into that. So we're going to start doing that from now on. So more incentive to get the app there. Um, today, uh, we're jumping back into this. And I, I always know that we always have first-time guests. We always have people come in that maybe have missed a week or have missed the last couple of weeks. And so you're kind of uh, wondering why all five of these dummies are standing on the stage. And so uh, I have to explain it to you. Uh, some of you are like, one, two, three, one, two, three. Uh, it's all good. Uh, Ask the person next to you, all right? They'll get it. Uh, anyway, let me catch you up very quickly, okay? This is where we've, we've been the last couple of weeks, and we've been trying to paint the picture of the four stages of spiritual growth by using four different hikers or four different backpacks, if you will. And uh, these are friends of ours, uh, Max, Manny, Mark, and Kevin. And uh, they're different hikers. This is our, what we're calling our day hiker, and uh, as, as you notice, his backpack isn't very big. Uh, he's got shorts, got open-toed shoes. He's just out enjoying himself. Uh, it's just about, you know, enjoying a few hours out by himself or with a friend. And he's not prepared for anything. So if, if a storm moves in, something like that, uh, he's not going to be able to handle it just because he's not prepared for it. 
He's just living in the moment, enjoying what's going on right in front of him, right here, right now. So this is our day hiker. The next step is what we're calling our backpacker. Backpacker's a little bit more prepared, larger backpack, uh, probably has been down the trail before, knows what to expect, is diving into it, is learning, growing, uh, becoming better at hiking. And so this is our backpacker. The next one is our guide. And our guide, obviously, is a lot more experienced is prepared for a lot more uh, weather, uh, could hunker down if he needs to, and not only is, is he able to do that and make it through a storm, but he's got some stuff in his pack that will actually help some other people around him if need be. But he's been there, done that. Uh, he's a guide for a reason because he knows the terrain, and so uh, this is our guide. And then the last one over here is really uh, a word that most of you probably have never heard of before. It's our Sherpa is what we're calling him. Uh, if you don't know what a Sherpa is, a Sherpa is just the, the people uh, that are indigenous to the area. They know the area. They've been up and down the trails. They, they are the ones that pack all the supplies in for the hikers. So if you ever go climb like Everest or something like that, what you'll have is you'll have groups of Sherpas that are covering certain sections of that trail, and they're packing stuff on their back like you wouldn't believe. You can see from this picture, it's amazing when you see what those guys carry. But here's the deal. It's not for them. It's for other people, and it's oxygen tanks, it's, it's uh, supplies, tents, sleeping bags, whatever they need to help them get up the hill, and it's all for other people to help other people summit. That's what it's for, and so the Sherpa's life is not about themselves, and when you see the picture of all those guys standing at the top of, of Mount Everest, or, you know, and they're smiling, and, hey, we did it, we made it, you never see the Sherpa. But if it wasn't for the Sherpas, those guys would tell you they would never be able to make it to the top. And so these are our four hikers. And, and let me kind of explain it to you in the spiritual stages. Uh, this is what we would refer to as, as it relates to a spiritual stage as a seeker. Somebody who um, doesn't really know Christ, is, is maybe seeking truth, trying to find out what's real and what's not, everything they've been told and what culture tells them. And, and it's just not, it's not playing out right in their life. And so they're seeking, they're trying to find truth in the midst of everything that's going on. Uh, I believe there's instruction that God has for each person too, and we see it in the life of Jesus. And, and to the seeker, Jesus, the instruction that he would have for them is just come and see. Come and see. This is what he said so often to people throughout Scripture. Just come and check it out. Just come and meet with me. And that's the instruction that God, the instruction that God would have for those of you that would identify as a seeker today or as a day hiker. Now, your backpacker is somebody who's taken a different step. They've, they've come to the place where they've sought, they've found truth, they've acknowledged who Jesus is, and they've placed the, their belief in him. And, and the stage that we would say that the backpacker is in is the stage of believer like they've placed their belief in Jesus and they're starting this, this journey, this hike with, with Jesus and they're starting to grow and starting to learn and, and it's about growing in Christ and learning as much as they can because they're trying to get the head knowledge at this point. And so what Jesus would say to the backpacker, the instruction that Jesus would give them is follow me. So come and see and then once they take that step, it's follow me and, and they're following, they're learning, they're a student at this point. Once you get over here to the guide, uh, the guide is what we would refer to as a spiritual stage of worker. Like they've got to the place where they've grown, they're growing in their faith, but yet they understand that it's more than just them and they begin to serve and work. And, and these are the, the people that you have around you that seem to be looking out for you and other people. They take care of the people around them. That's why their backpack's a little bit bigger, right? They've got some answers for you every once in a while. 
They're helping others. And so this is our worker. And the instruction that Jesus had for those that were in this stage was, I'll make you fishers of men. I'll teach you how to do this, how to make your life about other people. By the time we get over here to the Sherpa, the Sherpa, the spiritual stage for the Sherpa is what we would refer to as a disciple maker. See, they're at the place where it's not just about them. They've, they've grown, they've, they've given their life to Christ, and now they start to raise other people up in Christ. And the instruction that Jesus had for the Sherpas was go and bear fruit. Go and make your life mean something. Pour it into other people and bear fruit. So these are the four hikers that we're talking about, and the idea was we're trying to simplify this a little bit as much as we can so that it makes sense to us, so that we can identify which hiker we are. And this is the challenge that I have for you next week is I want you to come to a place where you know what kind of hiker you are. And not only that, but we're going to talk about what are the next steps for you, like how do you grow, because we don't want you stuck in the same place. And week one, we said this was part of the problem with the church is that so many people have come to, to faith, but they've never grown in their faith. They're not growing in Christ at all. And God has a better plan for you. He wants and desires a closer relationship with you. And what that means is that you grow in your walk with him, in your knowledge, in your understanding, your relationship with him. And so today, what I want to do is I want to go back to week one. If you were here, I kind of showed you all four stages in the life of Peter, the apostle Peter. And in that, there were three transitional moments for him where he made the transition from day hiker to backpacker to guide to Sherpa. And I want to go back and I want to hit those very quickly today. And, and the reason I'm doing this is I want to show you maybe one element that it takes something that is required, a must-have, if you will, if you're going to make that transition to the next spiritual maturity stage. And so, in Luke chapter 5, are you there? Okay. In Luke chapter 5, what we find is, is that Jesus is walking along the Sea of Galilee, and he's teaching a large crowd, and he sees some empty boats, because these fishermen had been out all night fishing. They hadn't caught anything. They came in. They're washing their nets. And Jesus gets an idea, and he says, hey, uh, and he points to the owner of the boat, who is Simon, and we'll, we'll find out that he actually will become Simon Peter. Jesus will change his name as one of his own disciples later, but right now he's not there. He's just a fisherman. And he comes along and he says, Simon, I want, you, uh, I want to get in your boat and I want you to push us away from the shore so that I can teach the crowd. And that's exactly what he does. And he pushes them away and he begins to teach. And then Jesus, at the end of his teaching, tells Simon, he says, hey, I want you to go out to the deep and I want you to cast your nets again. And at first, Simon is a little bit like, no, are you kidding me? Like, who are you to tell me? What's, I'm the fisherman here, right? And he's like, I've been fishing all night. We haven't caught anything. But what's interesting is he makes a shift. He says, but if you say so, I'll try it. I'll give it a shot. And for many of us today, I think that's what Jesus is telling us. Like, just, just give me a shot. Just try it out. And you'll come to see something completely different than what you thought. And so Simon goes out and he casts his net and he starts to pull it in, and it's so full he can't even get it in. So he calls to the other guys that were on the shore, and they get in their boat, and they come out to help him. And it says that both boats are so full, they're on the verge of sinking. And in this moment, Simon Peter realizes who this guy is. And in verse 8, we look at his response. It says, when Simon Peter realized what had happened... He fell to his knees before Jesus and said, Oh, Lord, please leave me. I'm such a sinful man. 
for he was all struck by the number of fish they had caught, as were the others with him. At this moment, Simon went from a day hiker to a backpacker. Flip over to Matthew chapter 16. Matthew chapter 16. As you're headed there, let me just take you back to that story we just read for a minute and just say, hey, think about his response. He falls to his knees in a moment of surrender and just bowing before Jesus and says, oh Lord, please leave me. Why? Because I'm such a sinful man. He moves from day hiker to backpacker. And my point with this is I want you to understand that in that, in that transition, this moment, what you have to do is you have to come to a place, if you're going to move from day hiker to a backpacker, where you realize who Jesus is and who you are in front of Jesus. You have to understand who you are as it relates to Jesus. And so often we're told that we're basically good people that we do most, most things right. I haven't killed anybody. I'm, I'm a pretty nice guy. I'm okay, and we think that that's fine. And that's not what the Bible teaches. See, we find out that the reason God sent his son was because we needed something more than just being good. And in this moment, Simon Peter makes this statement, I'm a sinful man. He realizes who Jesus is and who he is in relation to Jesus and how far he falls short. Jesus, get away from me because I'm a sinful man. So I believe that for us to be able to move from a day hiker to a backpacker, from a seeker to a believer, it requires belief. You have to get to a place where you can place your faith, if you want to use a different word, faith in Jesus Christ. You have to acknowledge that you are sinful and in need of a Savior, that you can't save yourself. If you could, God would have never sent his son in the first place. But yet Jesus came and he died for us and we have this great opportunity, a free gift of, of salvation through Jesus Christ and acknowledging that we are sinful. And he says, oh Lord, please leave me. I'm such a sinful man. It has this, this same tone of Isaiah and Isaiah 6 when he stands before God and he's in the presence of God and he says, woe is me. Like I'm destroyed just wipe me out now. Why? Because I'm a man of unclean lips and I live among a people of unclean lips. He, he realizes how far away he is from God. If you want to move from a day hiker to a backpacker, it requires belief, believing in Jesus that he is the Savior and that you're far from that and that you need a Savior. Ephesians 2.8 says, God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It's a gift from God. It takes belief in Jesus to move from a day hiker to a backpacker. Let me ask you, have you taken that step? Have you ever moved from day hiker to believer? Because I know some of you here, you're, just, you're seeking, you're struggling with this, and, and I just don't know if I believe in Jesus. I don't, I don't get all of this. And, and I just, I want to remind you, this is the step that's before you. You've got to take the step of belief before you can move to a backpacker. The next step for Simon Peter comes in Matthew chapter 16. Jesus is walking along with his disciples, and he just says, hey, who do people say that I am? And in this moment, they start throwing things out. Like, oh, I, I, some people say you're John the Baptist. Other, others say you're Elijah. Others say you're Jeremiah, and maybe one of the other prophets. I don't know. And they're just kind of throwing stuff out. And then Jesus flips the question, and he makes it very personal. Take a look at this, verse 15. Then he asked them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, 
the son of the living God. Jesus replied, you are blessed, Simon, son of John, because my father in heaven has revealed this to you. You did not learn this from any human being. Now I say to you that you are Peter, which means rock, and upon this rock I will build my church and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. And we've talked so many times about this, this passage and it's, it's not God building his church upon Peter. That's not what it's about. It's upon the people who would proclaim who Jesus is, that he is the Messiah. It's upon churches like this that God builds his church. People that come together and say, yes, without a doubt, we not only believe who Jesus is, but we proclaim him to be the Savior, the Messiah. Peter goes from a backpacker to a guide in this moment. Uh, he moves from a backpacker to a guide, and, and for some of you, you've identified yourself as a backpacker, like you've, you've placed your belief in Jesus. You said, yes, I'm a sinful person, I need a Savior, and you've made that step, and maybe you've been baptized, and you're in this place where you're trying to grow, but in order for you to move from a backpacker to a guide, it takes more than that. It goes from head knowledge to heart knowledge. I would say it this way, to go from a backpacker to a guide, it requires a relationship, you need a relationship with Jesus himself. And this is more than just belief. It's more than just a profession. It is a walk with Jesus. It is understanding not just in your mind, but in your heart who he is. Did you notice the, the terminology that he uses there? He says, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Messiah means that you are the savior. He's acknowledging I can't get to God any other way but through you. Jesus would go on to say that I am the way, the truth, and the life, that no one comes to the Father except through me. We have to foster a relationship with God. My question is this, have you taken that step? Are you serious about moving to, to a guide from a backpacker? And if so, you've got to get serious about this relationship. It's not just a, a once a week thing where you come in for one hour and you sing some songs and you hear some scripture read and you think that you're, you're great. It's about a seven-day-a-week relationship with your maker, with Jesus Christ who came to save you and understanding who he is and loving him for it. Peter takes the next step in John chapter 21. Head over to John chapter 21, verse 15, if you would. In this passage, uh, the disciples were fishing in the Sea of Galilee. They've caught nothing. It's kind of re very reminiscent to the first time, the first uh, transition that, that Simon makes. But here they've been fishing all night. They haven't caught anything. And, and as the sun starts to come up, they start to make their way to the shore, and they see somebody on the shore, and he asks them, have you, have you caught anything? And they're like, no, not yet. And then the guy on the shore says, well, cast your nets on the other side of the boat. Like, that's really going to make a big difference, right? But they do it. And in that moment, same miracle happens. The net's so full of fish that they can't even get it all into the boat. And so Peter, instead of waiting until they get to shore, he just jumps out and he goes to the shore to meet with Jesus. And, and pretty soon they all find their way to the shore and Jesus has breakfast waiting on them. And after they eat breakfast, we pick the story up in verse 15. It says, after breakfast, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, Peter replied. You know I love you. Then feed my, my lambs, Jesus told him. Jesus repeated the question, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, Peter said. You know I love you. Then take care of my sheep, Jesus said. A third time he asked him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt that Jesus asked the question a third time. 
He said, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said, then feed my sheep. Three times for every time that he denied Christ. And each time he replied, feed my sheep, feed my sheep, feed my sheep. You're a guide, Peter. And I want you to become a Sherpa. I want you to get to a whole different place in your spiritual walk with me. And so here's what I want you to do. I want you to feed my sheep. Do you, do you notice that there's two parts to this interaction between Jesus, Jesus and Simon Peter? He, he says, do you love me? That's the first question. Do you love me? You remember I said that you have to have a relationship to move from backpacker to guide? In that relationship, you've got to get to a place where you fall in love with Jesus. How much he loves you, what he's done for you, what he's given up for you. The fact that he would come for us. And you know people like this. Like they, they are so in love with Jesus, their life is, is devoted to him. They give him anything. They walk with him daily. They cherish that relationship above everything else. Do you love me is where it starts. And he says, feed my sheep. So I think from a guide to a Sherpa, um, we need total surrender. You've got to get to a place where you surrender your life and that only comes through love. It's the only time that ever happens. After this event, we see a whole different Peter. Peter loves God so much. He's living his life. It's totally surrendered to God that we find him in several places worshiping even while he's in prison. Uh, tradition tells us that he would go on and at the end of his life they would crucify Peter and Peter would say, I want you to crucify me upside down because I'm not even worthy to be crucified right side up because that's the way Jesus was crucified. He totally surrendered his life to Jesus. This is the stage between guide to a Sherpa is you have to find a place where you can to totally surrender your life, your will, your desire, control everything. Have you taken that step? Is that something you've done? I, I want to make a couple of points about these stages. Is so often uh, we, we talk about spiritual maturity and, and we have people that come up and ask certain questions. And I found out over the last few weeks that there's a couple of things I want to address. First of all, it has nothing to do with your occupation. It doesn't matter what you do. You could be a pastor and be pretty low in here. Unfortunately, we've seen that but you could also be pretty high. Uh, you could be a diesel mechanic, and you could be any one of these. Uh, you could be an airline pilot and be any one of these. It has nothing to do with your occupation. Uh, I, I've known um, janitors who were day hikers, and I've known janitors that were Sherpas. It doesn't matter. It's all in how they approach life and, and their devotion to Jesus Christ. The other thing that I would say is that spiritual maturity takes time. It takes time. Like you're not going to jump from a day hiker to a Sherpa tomorrow. And using the same uh, example of Peter, what we find out is that Peter walked with Jesus for three to four years and it took him all of that time to make those transitions. And he was with Jesus in the flesh every day. How much longer does it take for us? My encouragement is this, not that you jump all the way to the end of the spectrum tomorrow, but that you just take the next step. Just commit yourself to grow. What kind of hiker are you? And what's your next step? I want you to, to 
Commit yourself to training, to learning, to growing, to, to be more and more like Christ every day. We have four stages and there's three transitions. And my question is, have you experienced any of those transitions? Now, in this, uh, last week I gave you some approaches on how they approach different things. And so today, uh, if you noticed last week, we talked all about within the church, like worship and how they approach church and things like that and prayer. Uh, today, I want that, to, that's more of being in the church. Today, I wanted to talk to you about their approaches of being the church when they're outside of the four walls of the church. And so let me use your job as an example. And you can relate this to life. You can relate it to school. If you don't have a job, that's okay. Uh, but there's different approaches to our job when it comes to these four different spiritual maturity levels. As a day hiker, so often they'll approach their job as it's all about me. Right? Because the job is it's about a career. It's about making money. It's about being able to afford the things that I want and be able to do the things that I want to do. And so that's why I work. A job is just a means to an end. And so that's a day hiker. That's the way they approach their job. But when they take that step, they make that transition, they become a backpacker, a backpacker begins to look at their job as, hey, um, this is an area of influence in my life, and I have to live out my faith. I hope that I can live out my faith in such a way that people can see Jesus in me, but it's still this idea of in me and what I'm doing at work in front of my coworkers. And then this is the stage where, you know, we start wearing the, the Christian t-shirts or the WWJD bracelet or whatever it is, right? But then there's a step that we take when we move into that guide. And the guide begins to approach their job differently. They look at their, their job as a mission field. Like, God, I'm living out my faith, but there's people that you've placed in my life that I'm to reach. By the time you make it to a Sherpa, I think the Sherpas that I know in my life, they, they look at their job, and if you ask them about it, they would say this. They would say, what job? Like, they don't even see the job anymore. Why? Because they're first and foremost a follower of Jesus Christ. Everything else comes after that. Uh, we used to do this little um, exercise where we would write out, you know, a disciple of Jesus Christ disguised as a police officer, you know, or whatever it was, whatever your job was, it was the idea that being a follower of Jesus Christ, a disciple of Jesus Christ came first, and that's just what you do, but you do it as a follower of Jesus Christ. Sherpas get that. They understand Colossians 2.23 that says, work as though unto the Lord and not into man, and that's what they do. When it comes to other people, Another approach is uh, as they, they approach the people that God has placed in their lives, the people around them, so often a day hiker will look at other people around them and think that they're there for me, right? Even if they're good friends with them, it's the idea you're here because you're my friend and so you add value to my life. That's what other people do. And that's why they're so easy, uh, it's so easy for them to either cut people out of their life or include people because it's really about them anyway and it's whatever makes them happy. By the time you get to the backpacker, they have the same approaches with other people as they do with their job. It's about living out their faith. The people in my life, I'm supposed to live my faith out in hopes that someday they'll see Jesus in me. But when you finally make it to that place of being a guide, spiritual level of being a guide, they start to look at the people around them same way as a job, as it's a mission field. It's my job. God has placed these people in my life so that I might reach them with the gospel of Jesus Christ. A Sherpa looks at the people in his life and he says, this is my mission field. This is what it's all about. See, a Sherpa understands that there's nothing else that they can take to heaven with them except for the relationships that they have in their lives. 
Outside of that, everything else burns. So nothing is more important than my relationship with the people that God has placed in my life. Uh, we've got some good friends that, uh, one of my best friends, and he and his wife are both Sherpas. They wouldn't say that. They would never admit to that, but they're Sherpas. Uh, he moved to Fort Collins years ago, and I, I remember they moved up there, and he was doing very well, had a great job, and they bought a house. Back then, it was like $600,000 home, which was just amazing back then. It was, that would probably buy a trailer up there today. But anyway, back then, it was a lot, and, and he was doing very well, and they lived in this really, really nice neighborhood, and his wife, he was making enough money, she didn't have to work, and uh, she, she's one of those tall, just beautiful, like, model-type women, and uh, she she decided, I need, I need to do something with my life. I'm going to do something. And so her, her son and daughter were going to the local school there, and she said, you know, I'm going to drive a bus. She went down, got her CDL, and she started driving a bus for the school. Why? Because she said, well, they're important. I want to get to know my, my kids' friends. And she, so she drove this route, and the route actually took her through a trailer park that uh, was not very well off at all. Actually, it was one of the poorest areas in Fort Collins. And she would drop those kids off, and she got to fostering relationships with them every day when she would pick them up and drop them off to the point where she realized that a lot of these kids she was dropping off were going home to empty trailers, either single parents or that were working or mom and dad were both working, but they had nobody to go home to. She noticed after a while that some of those kids weren't even eating during the weekend. She came home and told her husband, and they prayed about it, and these two Sherpas sold their house and bought a trailer and they began a ministry in that trailer park to these kids. After school programs, they would feed them. They looked at life completely differently. They looked at their job completely differently. They looked at, they looked at other people completely differently. This is the difference in spiritual maturity in your life. Um, the last one that I'll show you is, is suffering. If you experience suffering or loss in your life, there's a vast difference in approaches when it comes to these different spiritual levels. When you're handed something in life that you weren't counting on or you didn't desire, didn't want. Um, day hikers so often um, will avoid it at all costs. Like if it's suffering, if it's pain, it's like, no, I don't want it. I, I, couldn't even, I couldn't even see how anything good could ever come out of that. Many times they fall into a place where they're bitter or they're, they hate the world or they hate God, even though they might not even believe in God. They blame God for the suffering or for the loss in their life. By the time you make it to a backpacker, you start looking at loss or, or suffering as an opportunity to grow. Hey, whatever this is, God's teaching me something through it. I can learn from it. And they begin to learn, just grow in it and look for what God's teaching them on a personal level. It's, a, it's, again, about personal growth, growing to be more like God. By the time you get to a guide, a guide enters into suffering or loss and looks at it as an opportunity to testify. Like, God's got a story in this. I'm looking for his story, not mine, and I want to share that with the people that I run into, that I have a relationship with. I went through it. This is what I learned. This is how it might help you in your situation. By the time you get to a Sherpa, a Sherpa enters into suffering or loss, they look at it as an opportunity to glorify. Like, God, even if I get nothing out of this, the, the Paul, you know, if, I, if I'm nothing but a drink offering poured over a sacrifice and my life is nothing but steam, if it brings glory to God, that's all I want. 
It's a whole different approach. 17-year-old girl breaks her neck, and so many people would take a whole different turn, but she turns to God, and, and she says things like, God loves the way he's changing me in it and encouraging others through it. It's not just about her. Uh, she says, I, I wouldn't trade this intimacy with God, this sweetness, this nearness, this tenderness, this preciousness of faith come alive in my life. I wouldn't trade it for any amount of walking. That's the heart of a Sherpa. Spiritual maturity is about growing to become more and more and more like Christ every day. It's about being discipled to be more like Christ every day and then reaching others and discipling them to be more like Christ every day. If you want to take the step from day hiker to backpacker, it requires belief. If you want to go from backpacker to guide, it requires relationship. If you want to go from guide to Sherpa, you've got to totally surrender your life. Have you experienced any of those transitions? Have you taken any of those steps? If not, then I would say, I would back you up and say it starts with falling in love with Jesus, of developing a relationship with Jesus. Listen to me, fostering enough relationship every day. That's where it starts. What's your next step? Are you identifying where you're at? We have a baptism service coming up next Sunday night. Maybe that's your next step. You've received Christ. It's time for you to be baptized, to move from day hiker to backpacker. Maybe that's the step for you. Maybe you're taking that step from, from backpacker to guide, and, and you need to start getting into the Word of God more. You need to spend more time in prayer, getting to know this Savior who came and gave his life for you. Maybe it's time for you to move to the Sherpa by surrendering your life. Or maybe there's one area that you're just withholding like he doesn't know about it. Maybe it's time to give that up. So I, I think for us, I think Jesus would meet us on the shore and he would ask, do you love me? Feed my sheep. Do you love me? Feed my sheep. Let me ask you, do you love Jesus? I think you know what his response would be. Let's start doing it. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, we come to you today uh, in this moment with uh, just desire to be more and more like you. God, I pray for those that are struggling uh, through this message today that um, maybe they've been walking with you for a long time. They've claimed to be a follower of yours, but they're nowhere close to following God, I pray that you would just send your Holy Spirit in to not only convict them, but encourage them. Let them know that Jesus is always there and he desires a relationship with us. Build within us this passion to draw close to you, to foster that relationship, to fall in love with you. And Lord, I pray that over the next several months, 2019, that every person in this room would experience another step with you that they would grow in you, that they would learn to see life, church, suffering, everything different because they have a closer relationship with you. Jesus, this is our desire. This is our prayer this morning. We pray all this in the precious name of Jesus Christ and all God's people said, amen. Thanks for joining us here at Mountain View Fellowship. We'd love the chance to meet you in person. We gather each Sunday at 9 and 10.45 a.m. at 1955 Headlight Road in Strasburg, Colorado. If you aren't able to join us in person, 
We'll meet you right back here next week. God bless. Thank you.